Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hello, fellow gamers, and welcome to the Video Gamers Podcast, where we break down all things gaming. Today is a special deep dive episode of the 2015 hit Metal Gear Solid V The Phantom Pain. I am your host, Paul, and joining me, this is surprisingly his first Metal Gear Solid entry, and he's been crawling and crawling through the hospital. <laughs> Some say you can still find him crawling to this day. It's Josh. Uh, I'm crawling from a guy that is on fire. <laughs> I'm crawling yeah, uh-huh. from a floating weird Nazi girl. Sure. Yeah. Um, oh, as as look, one does. Wait, look, guys, it's a flaming Pegasus now. <laughs> <laughs> this game is one of the most bonkers openings. <laughs> oh, my ever. goodness. Man. So weird. <laughs> I can't wait to get into what I thought about this game in the first like 30 minutes. Oh, I know. I'm just glad I warned you about the crawling because I told you. I said, Josh, you're going to hate. You, you just- <laughs> are going to hate this so much. You just got to get past the intro. <laughs> All right. And then joining Josh and me, he is the Metal Gear Solid aficionado of our group. He is a true diamond dog through and through. Wait, no. Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> Metal Gear. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Man, what, what a great happening? game. <laughs> We're just making sound effects. Yeah. If you're a fan, if you know, he you doesn't know. understand. He doesn't know. He doesn't get it. I need oh, that man. audio of uh, quiet on the radio. I, oh. didn't, I did not know what that was for like the first 40 minutes. Yeah. And I was like, what is this sound? And then I realized it was like <laughs> quiet playing music through the radio. She's not singing to me, is she? I don't know, man. I, it really took me a while to figure out what the heck was like that noise was. And then I was like, oh, it's I'm only sure when I have her. I'm sure it took you a while to figure out what a lot was. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. You can find us on socials everywhere at Video Gamers Pod. And we would love to ask all of our listeners to toss us a follow and give us some love on social media. We love connecting with our listeners through Discord and on socials. You can also help out our show by rating us five stars on Spotify and Apple and leaving a written review through Apple Podcasts. And you can also pledge some support through Patreon. It starts at five bucks a month. And that's the only way to unlock our Squadcast bonus episodes, which are a ton of fun. Don't miss out. Go join the squad at MultiplayerSquad.com. 
And then Josh, last bit of housekeeping. I think you've got a couple of reviews to read. We do have a couple of reviews. These are short and sweet, but I'll tell you what, man, every review helps. So if you have been listening to the show and you haven't left us a review, pause it, pull up your podcast app, leave us a review. There's a good chance we're going to read them on the show, but it is really one of the best things that you can do to help out the show if you enjoy listening uh, and you want to do your part. All right. So this first one comes in from Wham Bam Shangalang Ba 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 Ba. And it's <laughs> it titled amazing podcast and it says fell in love with it immediately love at That's first it. sight <laughs> just love it first listen man i you know that makes me really need, happy baby. though yeah honestly that's uh short and sweet uh i love it though and then this other one comes in from duncan domut and it's titled <laughs> great podcast and it says great podcast really funny group of guys who just want to enjoy gaming you're Very darn true. right, man. You're yep. darn right. We're not trying to be critics. We're not trying to be news analysts or any of that stuff. We're just gamers at heart that love gaming. Exactly. Just regular dudes that love to game and talk yeah. about gaming. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're done with housekeeping. Guys, it's Metal oh. Gear Solid 5 time. I love that we're able to cover this now that Ryan's on the show. Josh can testify I believe when we very first started the podcast, even within the first month, I was saying at some point we got to do Metal Gear Solid 5. It's one of my favorite games. I knew Josh had never played it. We finally got, get to get around to it at this point. And for our listeners who may not know, we have a really fun way of choosing our deep dive games. Basically, long story short, we've got what we call the Force a Friend format. It is where one of us gets to pick any game. We're going to cover it on a deep dive, and you get to choose not just the game, but also the other host that has to play it. So in this case, Ryan, your turn was up. You picked Metal Gear Solid 5. You picked Josh to play it. If our listeners want to hear the full episode where we break that down, just scroll back a few episodes. It was two Mondays ago. You can go find all of our thoughts there. But just to make maybe make the long story short, Ryan, why this game? Why is it special to you? And why did you pick Josh? Well, how much time you got? <laughs> uh, 55 minutes. How, how long is our show? So... <laughs> um, I've been I've been hooked on this series since I you know I know if you've been listening to the podcast for a while and you've listened to me you know I love this series you know I started it as a little kid from a demo disc you know 11 years old convincing my grandma to buy it for me started with Metal Gear Solid 1 so I've played through all of these I I fell in love with them I love the whole series they're wild they're outlandish they're crazy Kojima is a madman he loves the ladies, every everything, <laughs> guns, explosions, all of it. It's all everything I love. Incomprehensible so plot. <laughs> yeah, things that don't make sense. So we're, we're going to try to explain that as well later. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll do our best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of hard to do. But um, yeah, I just, I, I, I really was interested to see, one, how Josh would take the beginning with the crawling, mm-hmm. and then and then how he would play the game. Because you can do different ways. You can go stealth. You can go kind of full bore, you know, use uh, uh, little kind of sidekicks and whatnot to help you. You can go, you know, all out and just machine guns and stuff. So I was interested to see how he would play it and then just his thoughts on the game. Um, so, so yeah, I, I'm super stoked to get into this and break it down and, and see you know how far he got and what he did and what he thinks of it. So 
Ryan and I were already fans of the series going back a very long time. Ryan is the one who really got me into Metal Gear Solid. I remember playing a demo at Fry's Electronics and seeing it, but Ryan's the one who was always putting the old games on, and we played through the first three many, many times. I remember buying The Phantom Pain as a new release in 2017. I actually searched my emails, Ryan, to see if we talked about it at all, and we did. I actually said in an email in September of 2015, this is the first full price game that I have bought this year. So I had bought Dragon Age Inquisition (laughs) used and GTA 5 used for my PS4, and that kind of tells you how much hype that you and I had, that this was the one full price title that I was going to spend money on. I I will say, even though you didn't choose me to force me to play it, Ryan, I still reinstalled it. Uh, I played through on PC this time. I probably only put in about eight hours. It was really just a refresher because I hadn't gone through it in, in a while, but I probably put a good 75 hours, you know, back when it first released. Josh, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of curious to know, what was your mindset going into this game, knowing that we loved it, but you hadn't played any Metal Gear since the NES days? Were you excited, anxious, infuriated? How were you feeling? <laughs> I, I do want to start off by saying that Paul and Ryan and myself have not discussed Metal Gear Solid and my playing at all. None. Zero. Like literally it is a like a foundation for these episodes in the Force of Friend that we don't talk about it at all. Like we might say Josh, are you playing? And I'm like, yes, I am, but like we don't we don't give anything away. So what you are hearing now, like Paul and Ryan are finding out at the same time, which I absolutely love, but I just want to put it out there that it's like this is this is pure <laughs> discovery for for Paul and Ryan. Uh, it's killing you know, me to hear what I think about this. So, <laughs> I, when Ryan picked this game, it's funny because I knew he was going to pick it. Paul, you and I had kind of jokingly said it's like one of two games, and it's probably going to be Metal Gear Solid Five. Yep. And then Ryan was like, "Hey, I'm picking Metal Gear Solid Five. <laughs> I will say that I was actually really excited for that because I have heard nothing but you two just tout this game forever Mm -hmm. and then just be like josh oh you'll love it you'll love it josh metal gear solid 5 is a top game man that's right up your alley you know i think you'll really enjoy it you don't have to know anything about the rest of the series or any of that so i remember being like really excited i also remember you guys being like just be patient the intro is really bonkers (laughs) it's really weird don't worry there is a game there but just just grind through the intro <laughs> dude the staggering through the the corridor in the hospital oh, is man. a legit like how long are you crawling i in my, in my head it, it felt like 10 to 12 minutes and i think it really is legitimately that long one million zillion jillion dillion cotillion times later it's legitimately about 15 <laughs> minutes of actual crawling and 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 by crawling i don't mean like you're on your hands and knees crawling like a baby this is like slapping your stump arm in front of you and then slowly Mm. dragging yourself forward and then slapping (laughs) it again and slowly dragging yourself forward. Yeah. This is, this is like a dying man's crawl. This is not like speed crawling across the floor. (laughs) I love, I love Kojima's was like, let's make this realistic waking up from a nine year coma. But, uh, you know, but, We'll have just flying, flaming Pegasus and a, a man on fire and a floating weird kid, you know, creepy kid cruising around, setting everything ablaze. Yeah, keeping you know, things real I, realistic, right? <laughs> yeah. I will say, so for my first hour in this game, 
there's not much gameplay. It's a lot of cinematics. You guys warned me about that. There's a lot of crawling. You warned me about that. But I, it, it, I will say it instantly grabbed my attention because there was so much going on that I had no idea about. Like I wake up, I'm in a hospital. There's crazy people. They're trying to kill me. I've got some buddy who's like entire face is wrapped up in gauze. I have no idea Ishmael. who this guy is. Is that who that is? I don't know. Yeah. I still don't know who that guy is, man. Like, I just know he was cool. He was helping me out. And so you crawl out of this hospital and I'm like, okay, you know, you're, you're, you're pretending to be dead at one point. Like you have to lay in this pile of While corpses stabbing. and these yeah. soldiers are stabbing people. And like, it's just, dude, it builds the tension up so well. And I was just invested right away. I'm like, what is going on? And then you almost make it out of the hotel. And then the crazy flying Nazi girl shows up. <laughs> and then some giant flaming dude shows up and he's eating missiles. Yeah. And it's like, what the heck is, <laughs> what is this? I'm like, okay, okay. I'm down for supernatural. I like that. Is this like a superhero game? Like, what is this? And then you finally make it out of the hospital. And this is the one thing that I said to you guys about the game, because I just went, what the heck is this game? There are <laughs> flying <question>. Pegasus. <laughs> that, like at one point, a flaming flying Pegasus in slow motion flies across the sky with somebody on it. Then there's some dude that reminds me of who's the, uh, who's the president Truman. Like the guy that was the cowboy that was like, I don't know. There's some dude on a white horse that comes riding in who is like oh, just Roosevelt. gleaming. Roosevelt. There you go. Gleaming, yeah, just a gleaming <laughs> white, perfect horse. And it does this like slow motion rear up. And it's like, <laughs> and then the flaming Pegasus goes by. And I'm just literally my jaw is open. I'm staring at the screen and I just go to Slack. And that's when I type. What is this game? <laughs> and you guys just start LOLing out there. I, dude, my initially, I was like, this is the love child of a Jerry Bruckheimer, mm. Michael Bay, and John Woo mm-hmm. film all thrown together in like this weird mashup of a video game intro. It's unlike anything I've ever seen in my life. So would you say Ryan and I did a good job of preparing you for this game? Like, did <laughs> no. we set expectations well? Flaming... <laughs> Flaming Pegasus, I, I told you, white horse. I told you they're supernatural. Like, flying Nazi yeah. girls, like what? No, you didn't prepare me for well, this. I wasn't going to give you spoilers. I said that there are supernatural <laughs> elements. I let you discover that on your own. But oh, but man. as far as like gameplay wise, you know, obviously, I think most of our listeners are pretty well accustomed to Metal Gear Solid Five. In case anyone out there has never played these games, basically, long story short is that this entry takes place in the mid 80s it is during um the soviet occupy or, or it, it, it takes place in afghanistan and the soviets have occupied the area you go out on different missions you got to either like assassinate certain bad people or you got to rescue certain allies and then extract them out things like that the game does let you play in a lot of different ways you can like Ryan mentioned you can go full stealth you can go full action you can snipe and do a lot of stuff from distance. You can do a mix and mash of all of this all together. Uh, the way I like to play Metal Gear Solid 5 is I think the way a lot of people play it. I stay stealth as long as I can. I would like to think that it's going to last a long time. It normally lasts about four and a half minutes. Someone sees me. 
And now I'm just running around guns a blazing while everyone's running around trying to find Snake. And then I just kind of go full action from that point on. I was kind of curious, Josh, like, how did you approach most of the missions in this game? Was it similar to me or did you just go full action or full stealth? What'd you do? So what's interesting about this is after the bonkers opening, you get into the actual gameplay. This helicopter drops me off in Afghanistan and it's like, okay, it's go time. I have no idea what I'm doing. I I see this outpost. It's like, hey, there's this little camp. You got to try to find somebody or something and, you know, whatever. And I was like, okay, well, I can do that. But I have no idea of the like aggro range of these guys. I'm snake mm-hmm. crawling for like 400 <laughs> meters oh, no. because I have no idea like how, what it takes to like, you know, so I'm like, I'm, I'm playing this like super cautious, right? I'm thinking this is like splinter cell. Don't oh, get caught. Great. And then I'm just like, God, man, I don't know if I like this game, guys. Like I'm like, all I'm doing is crawling around everywhere. And then, you know, I assassinate some dude. There's pop-ups everywhere, right? Like this is, I'll be honest, like it's a little daunting at first because it's like to stealth crawl, press the directional arrow with right stick in and L button to do this. And I'm like, wait, what did all that say? And then I'm crawling and I get next to a guy and it's like, you can press left stick plus right trigger to do a silent takedown. I'm like, okay, yeah, that I got. And then it's like, but if an enemy sees you, you'll be alerted by a white sound in a, in a, in a proximity meter. And then you can press right stick with L bumper and then down on the D pad to do something else. And then I'm just like, I'm not going to remember any of this. And then I just started shooting, boys. Started blasting. <laughs> All right. And then, and then, but I will say, so it took me, It honestly, it took me about three, like, full missions before I got into the, like, I'm starting to figure this out. Okay, they don't aggro from super far away. I have to kind of be fairly obvious. Oh, if I get spotted, I get the bloodook mm-hmm. sound, whatever that is. And then it goes into slow motion. So that was one of my favorite things, right? Yeah. Oh, oh you saw me? Oh, no, you didn't. Slow motion, whip around with the <laughs> silenced pistol and pew, right in the head. And then the dude falls All down. Right. And then I'm looking around like, yeah, nobody else saw me. You know, and so I really started to settle in at that point. It did take me a second to get used to the combat because I had no idea about like the aiming or like how combat worked in this game. I think we're going to cover that in a little bit, but yeah, so there was this definite like training wheels kind of time frame for the first few hours where I really just didn't know what this game was, man. Like, like is, is like how important is stealth? Like, am I supposed to be shooting everybody? How close can I get before I have to worry about stealth? Why am I going to these outposts? Like, there definitely was that warm up period for me, and so I will be honest. The first like three hours of this game, I was kind of like, guys, I don't, I don't know if I like this. Man. Oh, that's totally valid. <laughs> like, even well, when I reinstalled the game, yeah, I remember joking with you guys that I was like. Oh man, I love this in 2015, but getting reacclimated to the game and learning the buttons and all the crawling, there was a brief moment where I thought, does this game suck? Like, is this just that I loved it back in the day and now I don't like it? It is very daunting to learn this game. It's a it's a high steep learning curve, absolutely for sure. Ryan, I know you feel similarly. Even you trying to get reacclimated even though you've already played a thousand plus hours, I know that you were diving everywhere because you kept pushing the wrong buttons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, and that's where, um, like, if, if Josh was to play, like, Ground Zeroes, that kind of intro, mm-hmm. like, 
the prequel to to the Phantom Pain. Like it's about like I think two hours ish, you know, depending on how you play. But that kind of would have got him ready for it. But um, truth be told, like I, I did, uh, I haven't played in a couple years, a few years probably, honestly. Um, and I bought it on the PC. I couldn't get my controller to work. I played on PC for a while. I didn't like it um, last week, and I loaded up today on the PS4. I booted up my old PS4. Threw in the disc. Yes, there's still hard disks, mm-hmm. you know, out there. I put it in <laughs> and loaded everything up, updates and whatnot, and and I played maybe seven or eight <laughs> hours today. So uh, don't tell my wife I didn't clean as like I should mm-hmm. or do the other things. But um, yeah, so I, I had a job fall through, didn't go to work today, so I just played Metal Gear all day long, and it still like took that little bit to just get back into that flow but once i did i was rolling <laughs> baby after like 30 40 minutes i was oh i i can't tell you how much i love to oh it's so great people i if i could just throw balloons on people in the public yeah. i go i would do it i would just walk <laughs> up and just boom hit them with a balloon and then they, ah! oh, <laughs> they it's so away. great uh, believe it or not, it's actually time for our first break and then we're going to come back we're going to talk a little bit about story and then we'll start getting down into the nitty-gritty If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. All right, boys, we are back. I think we have to address story before getting more into the combat. That way people at least somewhat understand what we're talking about here. Can either of you explain the story of this game? Because I sure can't. I I absolutely have no idea what's going on in this game. There's not many that can. (laughs) I I was really hoping one of you guys could help me because I don't know. All I know is I'm a mercenary. With the Diamond Dogs, I've got one boss that's named Ocelot that's yep. kind of cool. I've got another boss named Miller who's a complete <laughs> jerk. I can't stand that dude. Um, there's a there's a bad organization with a bunch of supernatural people, but none of us are supernatural. At least I don't think I am, even though I'm pretty good at sneaking and killing people. But then I get a dog which was really cool but then i totally ditched that dog when i met quiet uh who was really cool um like so i I, all i got from the plot in this game is we are a private military organization that is mad at somebody that was trying to do something bad and we're trying to grow and make a bunch of money so that we can maybe fight that guy again in the future sure why not? Does that sound about right? Is it's, that, it's whatever you want you know, it to be. Like, <laughs> it's it's pretty close. It's it's a, it's a love nope. story between a soldier and the sniper that he met while it's a romance. in battle. <laughs> yeah. It's a romance game. It's romance I mean, I am not even all. joking when I say I read the full plot section of the Wikipedia article, which is very lengthy. I am just going to pick out two sentences, okay? This and, and I don't even know what any of this means. This just tells you like how convoluted and confusing this plot is. 
During a test, the third child betrays Skullface, having Sahelanthropus wound him and crush the man on fire. Snake fights Sahelanthropus and recovers one of the three parasite vials. One is missing and the other is taken by the third child. Like, I don't know what any of this means. This is so hard to follow. Ryan, is Josh accurate? Do you want to try to explain the plot? Does it matter? He's... He's close. Well, the third child's <laughs> okay. Hold on. So I just put like like one or two words, and I just listed them to try to just do like Metal Gear Solid Five sure. in like five seconds. So I have like so basically, wake up in hospital, fire guy, <laughs> creepy kid, ocelot helps you escape, form an army, Skullface tries to take over the world with a parasite, kill them all. all right, save there the you day. go. Okay, that's they, pretty yeah, much. <laughs> that sounds about right. That's pretty much it. Um. So, uh, spoiler warning, this game is from 2015, but so the third child, that's the recessive genes of the clones of Big Boss, and that's Liquid Snake from Metal Gear and Solid 1. Having played Eli as all a child. five main entries, that I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know what that means either. Oh my goodness. Uh, there was a couple kids that I saved, and one of them was a blonde-headed dude. Is that the third that's, child? So that, he that blonde creepy. kid, that's the white mamba. That's yeah. that's Eli. So that is a clone. Okay. Because then even... <laughs> there's It's kind of hard, because there's a lot yeah. that you there's can get into. There's steam coming out of Ryan's <laughs> ears right now. You can see him trying to wrap his head around how to explain this, and there's just smoke starting to like just pour out. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's so much, but but basically the long and the short, yeah, he's he's a clone of of Big Boss, and that come he turns into Liquid Snake, who you fight in Metal Gear Solid One, which is funny because like uh, you said, like Revolver, like Ocelot, um, was really cool. Dude, when I was a kid and I played Metal Gear Solid 1, I hated Ocelot he's a villain. so much because he's yeah. your enemy in the first one. Yeah, he's the villain in the first one. And so, but then this one, he's cool and he's like helping you out and he's like slick and a cool like cowboy. But yeah, so, but yeah, so that's, All right. that's the game yeah. in a nutshell. I think our listeners know exactly, <laughs> exactly what's going on in this game. That's, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Easy Perfect job. on the story, guys. You're welcome, right. everybody. So let's get into a little bit more of the nitty gritty <laughs> with the combat. So one of the things that I, I really like in this game, but I don't know if this is necessarily for everybody, is that you can actually do a fair amount of recon before you actually start the mission. So you accept either a main story mission or a side op. They show you in the open world map where it takes place. And then basically you choose your landing zone. You get dropped off by helicopter a couple hundred meters away. And then you can pull out your binoculars and zoom in and start looking at the area. You can mark enemies, and then you see little markers of where they are on the map at all times. And you can also like take a look at patrol routes and and you know get acquainted with the place that you have to infiltrate before you go in. And then you already mentioned, Josh, you don't have to crawl all the way from 500 meters out. You can pretty much run your way pretty close <laughs> up to the uh, area. And then you do get that nice big grace window. If someone spots you, you have enough time to pull out your tranquilizer dart, shoot someone straight in the face. They'll fall over sleeping. I, I really like that the game is pretty lenient with the stealth. This is not a game where if you get caught once, it's mission over and you got to restart. This is not like that at all. It's actually probably the most forgiving stealth game that I can think of, which is why 
I really appreciate that. A lot of times I actually can stealth my way into the objective, but then oftentimes I'm fighting my way back out. And I actually find that mix to work really well. Um, kind of curious to hear your guys' thoughts. Like, like how satisfying was the combat? Did, did you want to break down any types of guns? I mean, I almost always just roll with the tranquilizer dart. And then once I get caught, it's either a sniper rifle or my assault rifle. That's kind of how I play. Um, what are your guys' kind of like leftover thoughts on combat? So, again, this took me a little while to kind of wrap my head around because the first time I got in a gunfight, I the aiming was all over the place. And it was like, what? Like, this, this, this gunplay sucks, man. But then I realized that it, it follows the, the kind of gameplay method of like when you pull the trigger to aim, it will auto kind of lock on to the closest guy. Um, a la Saints Row, right? If you remember, I was not a huge fan of the combat in Saints Row because I don't like that. I want I want to do the aiming. I don't want the game to just lock on and then all I got to do is squeeze the trigger. So it took me a little bit at first to be like, oh, okay, it's this kind of game. Um, you know, there's people shooting me from all over the place. I've alerted the camp. Um, what do I do now? Do I have to merc everybody? You know, like, can I just run? Like, I, so these are like all the things that it took me a little bit to kind of figure out. You can just run. You don't have to fight. You just need to do your objective. So like, that's the thing where it's like, I finally just figured out if you get caught, if you try to stealth in and you alert everybody, sure, you can get in a gunfight. You can take out the entire camp you know, or you can just do your objective, assassinate the guy that you were there for, and then just hightail it out of there. For that horse and just ride your way out. (laughs) Yeah. So, so there was this like, and the game doesn't tell you this though. And I'm going into this completely blind. I've never played any of these games before. So for me, there definitely was this like curve of like, am I supposed to shoot everybody? Am I supposed to just focus on the objective? How hard should I try to stealth and that sort of stuff? Ultimately for me, I really did fall into just like you, Paul, where I really wanted to try to get to the objective without getting busted, do what I needed to do and then get out. If I got seen while I was close, you know, maybe I'd make a mad dash for it. See if I couldn't rescue the person or assassinate the person or whatever I was trying to do and then hightail it out of there. Um, but yeah, for me, that mix of trying to go in stealth, trying to pick out, like pick off the guy in the sniper tower mm-hmm. with a, with the tranquilizer gun and then landing and that the headshot and seeing him slump over. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah. And then I was like, Oh, I got you boy. You know? And then I could like sneak in further and stuff like that. Or a dude that I didn't see spotted me and I couldn't kill him in time during the, the, the alert period. So now everybody's after me and now it's okay. I'm playing, you know, chicken running around buildings and diving through windows. And I will say the other thing is this game is smart. It actually caught me off guard how smart this game was in the sense that it's like the, the, the enemy will look for you where you were. They don't know where you went. And I loved that about it is like, this is how it would be. Don't get me wrong. They're searching around. They're definitely checking corners and stuff like that. But I actually was caught off guard a few times by like the AI in the game, especially for being from 2015, like just how good some of this stuff was at times. Like there's other times I'm like, man, these guys are kind of dumb, but it really was kind of neat that it would react to what I did and what I like, how I was playing. Yeah, it's good. Once you learn kind of the sequence of of where they search when there's an alert 
and then how the alerts happen, depending on how bad it is, if they just find a guy asleep or if they just, you know, whatever it is, you kind of know how to evade that area or how to get around. And so once you get, the more you play, the better you get at those things. So you can just, you know, just disappear, you know, from those, those guys. And then they just go back all, all clear, you know, and they go back to their normal patterns and you can come back around you know, and, and do everything you want to do. But I'd say you guys, you know, talking about trank darts and stuff, you're a lot more nice than I am. Are you? I'm, <laughs> I'm murking every one of those suckers. I'm, I'm either, if, if they got heavy gear on, uh, I'm assuming they're probably an S plus soldier. So I'll try to, you know, send them up in a balloon. But other, other than oh, that, I'm interesting. trying to snipe every yeah, I, the, the last things I think I would mention about combat that uh, we haven't mentioned yet Occasionally, the game will throw sandstorms at you with the dynamic weather, and that allows you to kind of run around at will, and no one can see you. So every once in a while, if you get that sandstorm, you can actually run like straight past 25 guys into a base, start you know to, to get your way into the objective. I think that is very cool. And the other thing that I thought was really cool that I totally forgot about until getting back into it. If you sneak up on someone with your gun out pointed at them and they turn and see you, sometimes they'll give themselves up. I don't know if you ever saw that, but they'll turn, they'll drop their gun, I never they'll put up their happen. hands and then go down to their knees and then you can like knock them out or whatever you're going to do. And I thought that was also really clever with the AI where sometimes they'll respond that way. The other thing that I really enjoyed was that there's a lot of like range combat, but then there's a lot of up close and personal Like I would trank people from afar or snipe them from afar, but then it's like, you know, I'd be right up against the wall of a building while they're coming to look because like they, they would notice if their buddy's sleeping on the ground, like they, they wouldn't go into full alert mode, but they would know that something is wrong. Right. (laughs) Huh? Yeah. And I really liked that. I could just wait around the corner for this guy to like walk by and then I just grab him and I choke him out. You know, and then yeah. it's like, or you can do this tactical takedown where it's like you do this body slam, then he's instantly stunned. Dude. And like, so there was just this really, once I got into it, there was this really nice mix of like stealth versus gunplay, ranged versus close quarters, sneaking around and avoiding lights and not busting through doors because that would be really loud and you'd alert people, you know, and like actually having to like be aware of what you were doing. Like that to me was a really well done part of this game. Cause it's honestly, let's be honest, it's the major part of the game. I mean, you're how many outposts <laughs> do you sneak into an assault or try to recover somebody from? Well, I love just, just like, it's almost the weight of the combat. Like you're even when you're running, it's like, oh, go, 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 go. you're, you know, you, you, it's not just like a steady camera angle. It's you feel it. And then those takedowns, I wanted to mention that I had wrote it down in my notes, like that, that judo throw, you know, you just, wham, so and it just, you, you can like feel it, you know, Dude. you feel that throw, you know, and you feel that, you know, or when you take them, turn them and just slam them into the ground or slam them into the wall, like you, you feel it. So there's, there's weight to it. There's gravity to it. And that's what I loved so much about the combat is, um, they're just, it, you could, you know, it was, it was like part of you, you, it was like you were doing it. Everything's very visceral in this game. I remember the first time I started running and the whole screen starts shaking back and forth. Now, I play on a 48-inch monitor, 
So like I, it was weird because there was almost like I I don't get motion sick from video games, but there was a little bit where my eyes were kind of I was like, God, they don't need to shake the screen that much, you know. But you do you feel like you're a two hundred and twenty pound like solid muscle of a man like trucking through the like the desert, you know. It's like dum 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 dum, and I'm like, okay, like this is cool. Like you said, you get the guy and you 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 grab him and you body slam him. The ground shakes, like you feel it, man. Like. Even like with the headshots, you pop a guy and you see him. He rears back, his head explodes or whatever. Blood sprays slow motion. Like oh, everything it really in this does. Game yeah, just it's, feels it's very good. tactile. The game, like you, even though you don't actually feel it, you, you think yeah. you do. Um, there is so much to cover with this game because yeah. it's just such a big game. Uh, I think we have to mention a little bit about building up your base. So you are the leader of this group called the Diamond Dogs. And throughout the game, you are constantly recruiting more and more people to join your cause. And we've already mentioned a couple of times setting up these balloons and extracting soldiers. This, to me, is one of the funniest things in the game. Basically, one of your primary ways of growing your base is just running around, tranquilizing the enemy, popping a balloon on their back so they shoot up into the air, they get picked up, and then you get a little message like a minute later, so-and-so has arrived at the base. And then when you return back to base, there's this whole aspect of like firing staff, choosing what department they have to work in. Is this person good for research and development or are they better for like defending the base? And if you choose to, you can just set all that to auto and just tell the game, auto assign all my people. I don't want to even bother. If you want to get into the minutia of like, maintaining this business of the diamond dogs. You can do that too, but I will say it's incredibly funny for your recruitment method to be knocking a guy out and just being like, well, now you're a diamond dog. And they're like, all right, I guess I'm a diamond dog. (laughs) I'm going to help these guys. (laughs) Like, I I don't know whose idea this was, but it's actually very fun and it's very satisfying. I will use every single one of my balloons on every mission. I'm extracting 12 guys. I don't care if they are rated E's across the board and they'll even kind of like troll you on the comms. They're like, really? You're going to extract that guy? And I'm like, yeah, of course I am. I got 12 balloons. They're coming with me. (laughs) I'm Miller. (laughs) Yeah, I this was another part of the game for me that just made me chuckle, but I didn't really again understand what I was doing at first. Uh dude, extracting somebody <laughs> is one of the greatest things ever. You literally strap this backpack balloon thing onto them like while they're unconscious and then it shoots up. They hover about 8 feet in the air for a second, <laughs> unconscious, and then it just goes ah! whoosh and you just hear them go ah! <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like, well, this is great. And man. Animals. Like, I'm with you. Pause. Do and it to everybody. But there's a tac- There's a tactical. You can't. I, dude, I did it to a goat one time and that <laughs> made me crack back to up, man. Um, but yeah, you can just, it's funny what you try to extract, but it, but, but the neat part about it is, is like, if enemies are on patrol and they see an unconscious guy, that'll raise alerts. But if you extract them, then you don't have to worry that they're going to come across them. But I found this out the hard way. If you try to extract somebody too well, close <laughs> to another guy, they're going to be like, I, I like, I heard it over the radio, right? Like there's guys like, uh, I just saw this guy get yanked up into the sky by a balloon. And then they're like, they're like, everybody go on alert. And then I'm like, well, okay. I mean, I guess that's kind of smart too. Um, Potential enemy. 
Yeah. And so it was just one of those things. But what I love to do with the extraction part, because again, you can kind of play this game a little bit like you want to, is there's a couple missions where it's like, hey, you have to go assassinate these people. And I would tranquilize them and then extract them. And I love that the game would be like, you were supposed to kill those guys. Why are you extracting them? And then they get extracted. And then like 10 seconds later, they'd be like, okay, actually, you know what? Some of the intel from these two might be good. That That's actually a really good idea. And I, I just, I really liked that the game would respond to what I did, whether it was right or wrong. Sometimes you, like, like I, said, I thought I was doing something wrong because it's like, I'm supposed mm-hmm. to assassinate this guy, but now nah, I want to extract this guy, man. And then it, the game would literally be like, what are you doing? And then it'd be like, actually, boss, that's a good idea. We're going to, we're going to interrogate them and get information. And then it, the, the end result from that mission would then summarize and be like, hey, we talked to the guys that you extracted to our base. We got some intel from them. And then it would carry on. And I just thought that was a really neat touch. Well, and another great example of that is in the beginning, you hear all the radio chatter and it's just Russian. You don't even know what they're saying. But after you finally extract an interpreter yes. who can speak Russian and English, then they're translating the enemies over the comms to you. And that's like another really clever way of where you're not just randomly extracting things. It's actually got this neat feedback system where it's now changing the open world, changing what your character knows, unlocking new side ops or different parts of the storyline. It really is very clever in how they do all that. All right. Well, it's time for our last break and then we'll come back and talk about our favorite companions. All right, so guys, we got to talk a little bit about companions. We've mentioned it very briefly. I do not remember all the options available. However, um, in the near the beginning, you do run across a wolf pup that you get to pop one of those balloons on. The dog continually grows. He will go out on missions with you. He'll run around and mark enemies, which I thought was really cool. That's very handy, dude. I love baby. The okay, so you start with a horse which is just traversal. That's great. You get really, you know, I was like, oh man, then you get the dog, but then I don't have my horse. So now I'm hoofing it everywhere. But of course I've got to roll with my, my boy (laughs) because you do. Why does the dog have an eye patch? (laughs) He's only got one eye when you rescue him. What happened to his poor eye? (laughs) Yeah. Is it just, yeah. Oh, really? I, okay. I didn't notice that apparently. So, but then, so I've got this dog on this very first mission and I love the fact that it's like I crouch and he kind of crouches and then he does yeah. this little thing where he goes, whoa, whoa. It's like he does this tiny little half bark like under his breath to like point out enemies. And so he's marking enemies in the village and I just hear, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I'm like, you're the best boy ever. Who's a good boy? Who's, Who's a good boy? boy point out the enemies. Good you know, boy, and stuff like that. Good boy. <laughs> and then later on. There's this cool fight with this sniper that you come across and it's like, I'm just going to take that sniper out. It turns into this boss fight. Uh, It winds up being this person called quiet that I know nothing about, but let me tell you, I ditched that dog real fast. guys. (laughs) I'll see you boy. Why is that Josh? (laughs) You're, you're staying at base. Um, well, I, well, it's really handy to have a sniper in this game. Oh, of course. Um, Yeah. Really handy. So that's the only reason why so did you uh a uh, little quick question did you actually like battle battle her 
Like you fought her and yeah. tried to shoot her and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, I did the whole like shot her. She was zipping around. I shot her again. I think I knocked her down at one point, but it was really far away. So then she got back up. She actually killed me once, and then I, you know, had to do the battle again. Um, and then they did give me the option because one of the guys, I think it's Miller, is like, "You've got to kill her." That's one of oh, the yeah. ciphers, snipers. Like absolutely, like end her, end her now. She's super dangerous. <laughs> and then I'm like, <laughs> that, Nine, that, no, "That ain't sir. gonna happen, guys." <laughs> so Have then I extract. I think I don't know if you extract her. I think you take her to the helicopter. You yeah, you put her over your shoulder. I actually yeah. just did that mission on on one of them. I redid it, but just pro tip: uh, you can actually mark her with your binoculars. And then you and just get an airstrike with the sleeping gas. And if it, I didn't it, have knock sleeping gas at that point, oh. Ryan. So some <laughs> of us are way. max level. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> saying. Yeah, you can it definitely cheese some of the it fights. It makes it in really this game. easy. Uh, yeah. Unsurprisingly, some people did have issues with the character of Quiet. She literally does not talk, but is very scantily clad, which is maybe. Maybe an interesting mix, you know, maybe at least let her talk <laughs> if she's going to be dressed that way. Uh, but in any case, I, I, I also want to talk about items. Items in this game are hysterical. And at first glance, you might completely ignore them because you're looking and in the beginning, you've got like an empty ammo clip. And it's like, well, what good is this? Or you've got a cardboard box or you've got a cigar. And it's like, I don't even know what these things are going to do. So with you being new to Metal Gear Solid, Josh, did you know you can like hide in a cardboard box and kind of waddle your way, <laughs> waddle your way around? I I knew about the box from the original Metal Gear games um, before they were Metal Gear Solid. I so I knew about the box. I I had no idea what this cigar did. I didn't use the cigar for I think the first probably fifteen. Did to you 20 figure out what it does? That I played the game. Um, it, you know, I I will say. Yeah, it passes time because at one point I like this guy wouldn't move like at all. And then I just I I was just fumbling around with everything in my inventory and I did the cigar and, and it then marks like, like the time starts flying yeah. by and I was it's like, awesome. oh my goodness. Like I probably didn't have to wait. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. I will say I really didn't use the items very much. I mean, there are a lot of them. There's grenades, there's decoys, there's like uh, the ballistic shields that you can hold in front of you. Uh, the only items I ever really used was C4 because I was on one mission. Like this is where I got a little, it got like, I got stuck because it said missiles suggested, mm -hmm. but I was not far enough on my base to have missiles unlocked. So I went the C4 route and just laid traps in the road, which worked out really, really well. Um, and again, that was one of those moments where it was like, I think I'm supposed to be shooting these with a rocket launcher, but I'm booby trapping yep. the road and going the C4 route. Yeah. And it worked. And then nice. I was like, I like that it's letting me figure out how to do this on my own. But yeah, I just didn't use the items very much, man. There is nothing funnier than sneaking around in a cardboard box and seeing the enemies like looking and checking the area and then they kind of fixate on the box and then like, you know, you're going to get caught and then they'll come and they'll open it. And then you got to, you know, pop them with the tranquilizer dart, but it, it never fails to make me laugh. Just seeing snake, like pull out this massive box and be, you know, duck waddling around underneath it. Huh? <laughs> All right. So Josh, I know you had very limited time. Were you able to test any of the online multiplayer stuff or did you not even bother? 
I there there is a practice mission that they make you do that is indicative of the multiplayer where you're trying like you like these guys invade your base and then you have to go and clear them out and that's basically the introduction to multiplayer so I I did do that mission but I did not try to do any actual multiplayer after that this game's been out since 2015. There were leaderboards that started popping up on my screen and all this oh, stuff. And dude. I just went, I was like, I am brand new to this in 2023. I'm not going to even attempt to try <laughs> to infiltrate years. some dude's base <laughs> that has been hardcore sweating this game for the last eight all years. Right, I, I don't know? blame you at all. <laughs> so, yeah. So I did not. I did. I did a few actually today. Um, it took me a while to even remember how to find them, you know, the FOBs on there and, and I found them, I did a few infiltrations and wow, (laughs) it was, uh, it was bad. It did not end well any of the times for me. (laughs) I, I was like, oh man, I remembered like I got to search through these areas and then, but now everybody's got like full mega armor. I can't, you know, uh, uh, trank snipe anyone. I can't, you know do any of that stuff as I, as I navigate through. So I got to try to circle around them. And then I try to take out one guy, but then the other guys notice and there's security cameras and there's drones. It's, it's wild. But I mean, once you get in, you can, you can go in, you can extract guys, you can get S plus guys, you can get uh, and it'll tell you what, what each base has and you can get resources. They'll have shipping containers. You can just air vac out the resources. Um, so it's really cool to get, the the stuff that you need and get more people for your base but yeah it's it's tricky um i it's a lot it's a lot harder than i remember that's for sure well i almost didn't bring up the multiplayer at all except there was one thing i had to bring up because it's such a funny story so if you go in and infiltrate someone's base and steal any of their staff they lose those characters or at least that's how it was at launch i don't know if they've changed it since but What's funny is that Metal Gear Solid 5 sold fob insurance with real money, which meant that if your soldiers got extracted out, they would instead get a copy and you would be able to keep yours. But Josh, you're going to love this because you and I both worked in the insurance world for years with Progressive and also me with USAA. There were exclusions and it was like, they would only cover certain kinds of soldiers, but they wouldn't cover other ones if they were in your brig and like things like that. But this all cost real life money and it was not for forever. It was only for a set period of time. So you would have to keep paying for fob insurance, which made for one of the most hated microtransactions of all time. Man. I can't, imagine but i will say you know if you i started to find some of those good people the a plus people or the s people and it was like you'd get such a jump up in your ability to research stuff that i was like oh man this is not with real life money that's preposterous i get it but at the same time i would never do it (laughs) yeah yeah all right so do you guys have any funny stories or anything else that uh you know you wanted to mention here on the show before we kind of like do make love marry murder and all that stuff the only other thing I'll say that really surprised me with this, and and again, the longer I played, the more I discovered that the game would allow you to do this, but I was on a mission where I had to go assassinate like six guys. They were all bad and they were all in different camps. One of them was at this mine. So I'm infiltrating this mine and I see this little locked gate and I'm like, oh, that's 
there's like a tunnel behind that. I wonder, uh, like, so I mosey on over and sure enough, I could pick the lock on the gate. And then it leads me deep into this mine. So I'm exploring this mine and I come across a prison cell that's got like five kids in it. And I'm like, what is going on here? And then the kids are like all scared of me and stuff. And then uh, Miller comes on the, the headset and he's like, we can't have kids at the base. You're going to have to just end them. And then my guy starts firing his gun. And I'm like, like what kind of game is this, man? Like, we're mm-hmm. killing kids now? Like, what? And then it was like he was actually shooting the lock off the door. And then the whole mission changes. I have to slowly, agonizingly extract these five kids because you can't you can't put the balloons on them, right? Because it's like they're too small, it'll hurt them or whatever. So you have to like you have to walk them out to the helicopter through all of these bad guys. They kept falling behind. I had to keep wrangling them and everything. You get to the helicopter, the enemy starts swarming you at that point. So it's like now I'm on this like point defense thing where it's like the helicopter's trying to land. And it was crazy, man. I wound up extracting all these kids. They they gave me diamonds, which is why like it was okay to extract them or something like that. But the the, the whole game or that mission changed completely because I explored and I went off the beaten path a little bit. I think I, I mean, I could have just done the mission by assassinating the six guys that they wanted me to assassinate. And that would have been it. And I never would have known any different, but that mission was like, I think there's a lot more of this in this game that if you just beeline it from like, you know, you get dropped off, you do your objective, you leave. I think you're missing a lot of stuff that's in between. And so that really kind of made me realize like this game's a lot more in depth than I think people might give it yeah it's a little deeper than you might notice at first glance yeah right all right so just to give a little bit of a breakdown of what else came out in 2015 i looked up the game awards and there were a lot of bangers this year guys this was a killer year for games the game of the year nominees were the witcher 3 bloodborne fallout 4 metal gear solid 5 and super mario maker like that is a really My cool goodness. set list of games because you've got like hardcore Souls-like combat with Bloodborne. You've got more family-friendly style with Mario Maker. You've got PlayStation exclusive. You've got a Nintendo exclusive. You've got some massive open-world RPGs. Um, the, the the winner of Game of the Year was, unsurprisingly, The Witcher 3. I was kind of curious, like, what do you guys think? Do you feel like Metal Gear Solid Five is up there with those other titles? Did they get it right? For me, I would say Witcher 3 deserved the win but for me metal gear solid 5 is like right behind it i i think it should be up there with witcher 3 and bloodborne and yet i feel like people don't necessarily mention metal gear solid yeah. in the same breath as those titles but i think it deserves to be there i agree it's it's like one and one a it's it's kind of like um as we discuss you know it's a little outlandish it's a little wild and crazy some of the things are um, extravagant and and out of this world. So some people may not take to it as well as some of the standard games of just a, a normal fantasy, you know, Witcher three. So like, I, I think that may have turned some people off, but yeah, this is, you know, right up there. I, I love the Witcher series and I love Witcher three, but this one, you know, I think is right on par, you know, especially for me. Cause I, you know, I love the series. 
So, Josh, this is, I think, where you kind of get to give us like your kind of like overall verdict. How did you feel about is Metal this, Gear Solid Five? I it was really weird because in the beginning, I legitimately did not like this game for the first few hours. Crawling aside, I just did not really understand what I was supposed to be doing. I didn't understand all the systems. I'm infiltrating bases. Now I'm at some giant oil rig. There's all these people talking to me. They want yeah. me to send out mercenaries. Like it's one of those things where the game, like they tacked so much extra stuff on to all these areas. They're all shouting at you at the went, same time. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? And so I was like, I don't want to build a base. I don't want to infiltrate other people's bases like that kind of stuff. Not that I had to either for the most part. But then I really started to settle into the gameplay part of it. And then I do remember, it's funny because there was a moment where I was scouting a base. Oh, no, I know what it was. I was doing a side mission. And the side mission was to find a guy that had a blueprint that was going to allow me to unlock a new weapon, which I thought like, well, this is really cool because I actually did do a few of the side missions in this. Um, And then I remember standing on this mountain, I'm scouting out the base. And there was a moment where I went, this reminds me of The Witcher (laughs) 3 in a lot of ways, like legitimately, you know what I mean? Like, and, and then that's when it started to like sink in that. I was like, this is a really good video game. Like there's a lot going on here, but this is a really good game, man. Like I, you guys know, I love chaos. You know, I love bananas (laughs) things happening. So flaming Pegasus, like I was just like, what is happening? But I loved every minute of it at the same time. (laughs) Oh yeah. So there, there was like, there was this moment of realization where I was like, this game's legit, man. And then I kind of started grinding a little bit to try to make it through. And then there was a part where I was like, starting to feel a little repetitive, man. Like how many, how many outposts can I infiltrate and extract somebody before it's, before it's starting to feel a little routine at this point. Um, but then something crazy would happen and a huge boss fight would occur, or I'd come across quiet out in the wild. Like this isn't like a mission that you were on. I just happened to go down this road and there's a sniper, right? Or the, the thing with the kids in prison. And, and then that's when I was like, there's more to this game than just infiltrating these outposts. I think you know the more you put in, the more you get out of it. I will say I got frustrated a few times because this is an older style game where if you are, I'm 90% of the way through a mission and I've had to scout, sneak, stab, choke people out. And then I got caught and I got killed and it, you have the to restart thing. the mission. Right. And then it's like, oh, like this is kind of this is kind of like that old school Nintendo thing that got a little aggravating at times. But, dude, Metal Gear Solid five absolute banger of a game. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it is so good, guys. Yeah. it took. Yeah. A, I'm not gonna say it, t- it, did, it took a little right. while, man. But I, and it's funny, right? Because my wife was asking me at one point. I was like, "Hey, I gotta go play that game," and she's like, "Are you liking that?" And I was like, "I am." I was like, "Don't say anything," but I'm actually really liking it. This does not feel like work to me at all. So you, you almost have to like calibrate yourself to the game first because it's very different and unique. It is not like any other open world RPG. For The Witcher Three, it's one of the greatest games of all time. But if you're a fan of fantasy RPGs, it directly translates to that game. Like, yes, you have to learn what a Witcher is and, you know, you learn about the Wild Hunt and all this stuff. But 
Metal Gear Solid 5 is just very different. Like you're riding on a horse, but it's in the 80s and you're in the desert and you're extracting oh, and soldiers. The music? It's so weird. Guys, the, the, the soundtrack in this game rivals like <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy, man. I, I like I don't ever care about tapes and mute and stuff like that, like Dude, collectibles. It's amazing. But every time I saw radio and it was playing some banger song from the 80s. I was just like, oh, yeah, I love this song. <laughs> I was like, I'll take that. Smash that thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, it really did yeah. take a little bit for me to wrap my head around this because I'll be honest, it's not like any other game that I've really played. Uh, like I said, I had that it's moment not. where I was like, it's kind of like The Witcher 3 in this weird way. And then I got this kind of like inner tingle, you know, where where I was like, I'm st- I see some of the similarities here, man. It's not to say it's not without flaws, <laughs> yeah. you know, but not many games are either. Um but dude, it could use a lot of quality of life, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it could. The whole, like, I have to... There was one part I literally had to Google because I couldn't start a mission because it was like, uh-huh. you have to be an air command. Call the, call the helicopter in. I, you didn't know that. I'm on the freaking mother base, man. Like, you're yeah. telling me, like, where else am I supposed to be? And then it's like, <laughs> they don't you teach cannot you. start this mission except for air... Com- <laughs> so I'm running. I ran all the way up to the top of the stupid tower in the, yeah. the home base thinking like I have to be up high or something because it's talking about air command. And then finally Dude. I freaking had to Google and it was like, somebody else was like, I can't start this mission. And guy was like, you have to be in the helicopter. Call the helicopter. And yep. I'm like, why is that a thing? You know, It shouldn't so, be. That should, should not, not be a thing. So there's, there, there are some things where I'm like, this doesn't make any sense to me. That's a little distracting, but dude, overall, Oh my goodness. What a freaking fun game that I've never played before to come across. Oh, I was going to say, how many times did you call in the helicopter and you're just standing there waiting for two minutes? Oh, dude. And you're not even standing on it. And they're like, you have to clear the landing zone. And you step back three feet. And then 10 seconds later, they finally come down. And it was like, oh, there's something in the way. And I'm like, (laughs) it's like way over there. What are you talking about? And then I had to get the Jeep and drive it (laughs) four meters away. And then the guy's like, okay, Mm -hmm. we're cool now. (laughs) (laughs) So Ryan, do you feel like Josh did this game justice? How do you feel now? I'm very happy. I am. I am so happy. I, I do know like, with all this stuff that he's seen and how this game is played out, like if he was mm-hmm. to have played the other ones, it would mean a lot more to him, and and it would have it would have been an even better game. So, you know, the fact that he hasn't touched any of the other games, any series or any game in the series, and he loves this one, that's awesome. So I'm I'm super stoked. Um, because cause all of this, you know, this happens before Metal Gear Solid 1, so it all plays into that. So it all connects. It's all kind of a crazy whirlwind of, <laughs> of convoluted story that nobody understands. But um, Me- yeah, I, I'm, I'm beyond excited. I, I would never have played this game if you hadn't picked it for me. And now that I've played it, it's like it's so I see why this series is like so like well mentioned and beloved by people. And I can't help but think I, I honestly I probably won't just because we have other games to play, but I I get the whole like if I knew more about the characters, like and, and the backstory and stuff like that, like I'll be honest, they kept calling me boss, but like Miller acted like he was the boss. So then I'm like, <laughs> are you the boss? Am I the boss? You guys are calling me boss. But like I'm kind of deferring to you, like I, like even with all my 30 hours of playtime or whatever it was, like there's still things I just had no idea about. 
But I, I figured that's stuff that ties into the more of like the Metal Gear Solid universe yeah. versus like just this one game. But for a dude that's picking this game up in 2023 that has never played any of these games in this series whatsoever, this game is awesome, dude. It's a banger. And imagine it playing really it. Is. Imagine playing it eight years ago before you I had games imagine. like Red Dead and God of War that raised the bar. It had yeah. to have been revolutionary so when good. it came out, man. So good. <laughs> it, it was. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, it's time for Make Love, Marry, or Murder. This is where you get to rate the game. Is it marriage material? Do you recommend it long term? Is it maybe just a make love game? Play it for a little while and then drop it? Or is it murder? Josh, it sounds like you're going to marry this game. I am absolutely marrying this game, dude. Um, Absolutely. (laughs) It is just, it is so fun. I loved the gameplay loop. I loved the, the crazy cinematics. I loved the... Kind of even the choir moments when you go back to base and you're just kind of talking to people for a minute or two. Um, you know, yeah, there was just so much that I genuinely appreciated about this. I loved the voice comms, like having Ocelot in your ear giving you like a mission briefing or I'm going off path, right? I'm going off mission. And he's like, dude, what are you doing? You know, and then it's like, I just like the music in the game. I, I got to be honest, man, the graphics, I was a little worried at like before I ever played this, the graphics in this game for being 2015 are pretty top yeah. notch, dude. They're, They're always good. Freaking good. They're man. always good. Yeah. Like I, I don't know what I thought I was going to expect there, but I was pleasantly surprised in that regard. Uh, yeah. Easy murder. Uh, again, I can, <laughs> easy I can marry. Nitpick, or easy, easy marry. Sorry. I was going to say, <laughs> oh, it no. easy, easy marry. Ah, I got you, Ryan. Oh, you bait I was gonna, and no, you got me. Gonna, so, no, um, I, I mean, I could nitpick some of the small stuff, but I'll be honest, none of it was distracting enough to really take away from the game. Um, so yeah, I, this is Josh approved a hundred percent. Nice. Three it. thumbs up between all three of us. Yeah. So looking at our leaderboards, just so our listeners know, if you go over to videogamerspod.com, you can see several of our different leaderboards. We've got our top 10 games of all time. We've got our deep dive leaderboard list. Anytime we do a deep dive, all three of us, if we've all played the game, decide where we want to place it on our leaderboard. So Josh, I'll give you first honors since you're the noob to Metal Gear Solid. Where are you thinking of putting it on your leaderboard? Which, by the way, is now 101 games. This makes number 102. Well, to give you an idea of how much I actually liked this game, I'm putting it at number 20, boys. Okay. Yeah. Um, that is taking the place of Deep Rock Galactic, just behind Hollow Knight, just in front of Risk of Rain. Um, I, I mean, there's not much that I didn't enjoy about this game, to be honest with you. Um, I, I mean... I would have liked a few more boss fights. I think like there was one really cool one where you're fighting the giant flaming dude. And the only way to like survive is to douse him with water. (laughs) And it's one of those things where there were these giant water towers that look like they were just part of the set. And at one point I was like, I wonder, and I shot a rocket at one and it exploded in this absolute deluge of water and like snuff that dude out. And it was just one of those things where I went like, Yes, That's what I love like, you guys this. thought about that mm. too, man. Like, yes, like it wasn't just me thinking it, you know. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, there's just so much to like about it. I don't care about the base building stuff. I mean, I get that people could sink a thousand hours into this game, to be honest, with all the little side stuff. But you don't need to do all that. Like, just play the game part of it, and it's just freaking enjoyable, man. All right, so number twenty for Josh. 
Ryan, your uh, leaderboard's a little bit shorter since you haven't been around with us since the very beginning, but where are you putting this? I'm guessing it's near the top. Yeah, I'm going to definitely have to have to put it way up there. Um, so on what we have... Your top five right now is Red Dead Redemption 2, God of War, Diablo 4, Call of Duty Warzone, and God of War Ragnarok. I don't know if I need to read any further down, but I'm, no. I'm guessing you got it top five. Yes, absolutely. So it's it's actually I'm think I'm I'm going uh I'm going three. I'm gonna push okay. out Diablo and uh Whoa. go Metal Gear. Cause I like I said, I played seven or eight hours just today, and I'm probably gonna do that every day through this weekend. <laughs> so I'm I am so completely back hooked on this game. So hopefully Josh doesn't uh pick me for the next Forcer Friend. So <laughs> I can just keep playing Metal Gear, but oh, uh, yeah, nice. yeah, that's that's where I'm putting it. It's uh, it's an all timer for me. I love the series. Oh, very nice. I am going to put it on my leaderboard at number ten. I am going to have it below Stardew Valley, Apex Legends, and Rust. I will put it above Resident Evil Four, Satisfactory, and Valheim. Um, obviously these are very high marks from all three of us. Our listeners should absolutely check it out. You can buy this game for like $3, just buying a steam code. It's, it's wildly cheap. I have to, I do have to point out that, and I love this fact, but this is where nostalgia comes in a little bit because I can give this game nothing but praise, you know, like honestly, but it's really neat to me to see you guys both played it back in 2015 and you're a little bit more familiar with the series. And I can imagine when this game came out, if I had played it back in 2015, my opinion of it would probably be even higher still. You know what I mean? In that regard, because just, oh man, it was so great back then, you know? And, and so it's just, it's one of those interesting things. You guys both have it in your top 10. I have it in top 20, which I think is really yeah, high for I, me. I'm happy with that. Um, but it's just neat to see that like I think there's some nostalgia coming in there with you guys I, as well as far as like you just remember that time of life like playing this absolutely, game. Absolutely, man. I was I was looking through just this morning when I was pulling out the old disc of the Phantom Pain. I looked, I saw my ground zero, I saw my uh Metal Gear Solid four, I found my old Metal Gear Solid one two disc case that I've had <laughs> since I was eleven years old. And it's just the whole series, man. It's just like it's been with me for most of my life, and and it means so much, you know. Which is weird to say about a you know a video game, but it's just something that I've remembered since I was you know a little kid, and I just fell in love with video games. So it's it's so cool to see how it grew and what it turned into, and to see somebody who's never touched it jump in this late in the process and just and just fall in love as well. Yeah. It's also, it, it is part nostalgia and it's also part, I had all the same frustrations that you did, Josh. The thing is, that was eight years ago for me. So to hop back in, right. all I'm going to do is enjoy the positive aspects. I didn't have to relearn the game because of all those things. So there's also that distance where it's like, oh yeah, yeah, calling in the helicopter. I also did the same thing you did, Josh. I ran around 10 minutes on my base, ended up Googling <laughs> it back in 2015. Why can't I start a mission? You know, so so not having those frustrations and approaching the game now in my second playthrough was just even more enjoyable because you don't have to deal with any of that kind of BS. <laughs> 
All right. Well, I think that wraps everything up for this deep dive. We do want to let our listeners know that if you want to pick a game for us while we have this force a friend format, we do have one of our Patreon tiers called Hijack a Host. That is where you are able to come in. You get to pick a game. You pick the host that has to play it, and you can step in and choose what we have to cover. If you want to sign up for that tier or even just a lower tier to help support our show, go check it out at MultiplayerSquad.com. Make sure to come check out our next Force a Friend episode. That's going to release a week from today. And we came up with a really cool idea. Ryan, I got to give you all the credit. Today, you started messaging me and Josh and saying, hey, would it be cool if we like gave out a Steam key or a console key for the next Force a Friend game that we're going to do? And I think that is an awesome idea. So the next Force a Friend episode will be next Monday. Since Josh got selected to play Metal Gear, he gets to pick the next game. (laughs) I have a feeling I might be the target since I don't think we're just going to keep bouncing between Ryan and Josh. (laughs) But whatever that game ends up being, we will also give out a code for that. So we'll release some more information. I think we're going to want people to either uh, leave a review on Apple Podcasts or maybe share a tweet or post something on socials. We'll give you guys some more info about that. Of course, we have other episodes that release all the time. We've got episodes on Mondays, Thursdays, Saturdays, Tuesdays for Patreon supporters, um, all kinds of stuff like that. So make sure to follow the podcast. Make sure to follow us on socials at Video Gamers Pod. You'll stay up to date on everything there. I think that's everything. We want to say thank you so much to all our listeners. Thank you, Ryan, for picking a fun game. I was really excited to jump back in as well. (laughs) Um, That wraps everything up. So until next time, happy gaming. See ya. All right. See you, everybody.